Hello, and welcome to another episode of Smash, Loot, and Roll. But before we jump in to our adventure, I would like to share some information. There are no bad dice. For over three millennia, dice have served mankind faithfully. From the shadows of the Great Pyramids to the back alleyways of ancient Rome, to the trenches of two world wars and beyond. We know them as stalwart rollers and turn to them when delving dungeons deep and treading the darkest of realms, pushing back the forces of evil while in the pursuit of adventure. There is nothing a gamer treasures more than a trusty, reliable, and sometimes lucky die. Unfortunately, each year thousands of dice are lost, fallen to disuse, or worse, labeled as bad or unlucky and cast aside. Fear not, gamer. The Mulligan Center works to find these dice, rehabilitate them, and find them good homes with gamers willing to give them a new lease on life, a second chance, a do-over, if you will. Every die the Mulligan Center finds undergoes rigorous testing, receives a chemical bath, love, and one simple promise. The Mulligan Center will find them homes with gamers who believe in our cause. This week we'd like to highlight the Scarlet Pouncer. Scarlet has had a long and hard life, as evident by her wear patterns, dings, and scars. Not much is known about her history. She somehow ended up in a split-in box of an incomplete copy of Axes and Allies, chanced upon after an eBay sale. Put to the side, Scarlet spent the next three or four years rattling around in a tool drawer before getting gifted to a first-time gamer. Although not a proven consistent high roller, Scarlet has shown some promise as a pinch roller, delivering the right results in dire situations. We feel with a little love and attention, and the right owner, that Scarlet will have a bright future. Last time on Smash Loot and Roll, our quartet of adventurers turned investigators had returned to Trollskull Manor after their dinner with Alexa. While Adrock and Kelgrace turned in for the night, Bowden and Chip stayed up playing a drinking game, Dwarf vs. Gnome. Before they could determine a winner, they are interrupted by a series of loud noises on the roof. Let's join our two intoxicated adventurers as they investigate the noises. Please enjoy episode 35 of Smash Loot and Roll, a summoned detour. So, with that, we're all ready to begin. We got, uh, you guys, after uh, having dinner and a show with Alexa, you guys managed to escape, learn a little bit about her and her plan. She offered to stop her mad raving killing of everybody involved in the in the trials of, of her parents if you guys agreed to help her track down uh ufus borlock before you guys could agree to it the town guard had to deal with some undead that were roving around outside your unexpected meeting location for alexa you guys eventually made it back to the troll skull manor without too much of a problem had a few had a little bit of discussion and then we're getting you know you guys are basically had a long day getting ready to call it a night and everything else. And uh, it's well after midnight now. Chip and Bowden are still closing down the bar with the uh, mugs and everything else while your patrons are taking the time to finish up and head out. Your staff are finish up and wrapping up a few things. Adrock had decided to go off and uh, do some studying up in his room and Kelgrace had uh shortly after Adrock left Kelgrace followed suit and calling it a night. About the time you go to for Bowden and Chip, you guys are getting ready to call it a night, finish locking up and everything else. Chip, you've decided to take one of the the you and Bowden have both decided to take the rooms up on the third level of the Troll Skull Manor. 
much closer to the uh for some reason the smallest two like the highest two points of the of the manor and everything three stories you get to you get not a bad look over the town you get to see a little bit taller than everything else it's the one opportunity i actually have to see something <laughs> you, you're not looking at all the uh tall ones it's not uh, just knees and butt cracks there you go <laughs> but you guys are taking a moment to get settled down leaf has even been ni- nice enough to you know turn down your beds for you as you go stumbling Aww. up the stairs Aww. about that time you guys are making it your way up to the third floor and everything else i need the two of you to give me a perception roll perception oh i I actually perceived it perceived it chip on the other hand (laughs) chip you you got a little bit more to drink under you than uh bowden did Mm -hmm. bowden you hear it (laughs) say again chip i have much to learn from (laughs) bowden yeah step one chip don't drink your weight The gnome telling that the, the dwarf telling that to the gnome. Don't be right. <laughs> uh Bowden, you hear a distinctive crash of something landing heavily on your guys' roof. What the as you you guys are both basically saying goodnight, get ready to step in your room, and all of a sudden you can hear sounds like somebody something heavily landed on the roof. Is there I've never checked for this before? Is there roof access somewhere? Yeah, if you go up to basically where Leaf, the turn is where Leaf likes to hang out, yep. you can get onto the actual main roof up there. All right. I'm going to ask his, I'm going to say, hey, Leaf, I'm coming through. <laughs> Odie, what are you doing? I don't know. Something's happening up on the roof. Right. Uh, where's Kyle? Come on. Something's Kyle, weird. Kyle's making sure he's the kitchen's well cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> he's finishing through the scraps. Oh, do you want me to come with you? Yeah, come on. There we go. All right, you guys, the two of you go up through the turret, make your way onto the roof, and we'll pause there for a moment. How do you say your first name there? Your character. Eris. Eris, thank you. Didn't say something else. Eris, you, you've came to Waterdeep as a more of a hired sword for a while to make find some work and get some things done. One of the things you've been hired to do is the local town guard, you know, always have need of people that are willing to go clean up various creatures that seem to find their way into town, either through bad luck, governing the forest, or some magic user summoning them from other realms. And two nights ago, you were tasked with tracking down a recent summoning from the magic user that brought in a small group of a small group of demons or excuse me not demons a small group of devils you finally got a good tra- you finally got a good track of them you went to the location that you thought they were not too far from the main dragon uh, you know you know you've you've heard rumors about this new up and coming uh tavern called troll skull and it's not too far from an area that's bit of uh need some refurbishment and cleanup with the warehouses that are nearby but as you went into the warehouse to find the locate the the not the crypt the hideout of these three devils you managed to spook them out and give chase unfortunately they're they decided to make the chase difficult for you 
by doing a rooftop chase, coming out on the roof and forcing you to the rooftops and everything else. But as you're moving through, uh, chasing them down and everything else, instead of trying to escape, they're actually, looks like they're trying to lead you on a chase that they can get you in the best, a weak point of advantage by putting you on a highest point and everything else by yourself as the three of them land. So as you go rooftop to rooftop, running along, you finally crash onto uh, one of the taller buildings in the area you've been climbing up to. And it has, it's a nice big roof, gives you an overlook of everything else. It's got a turn on it. And about the same time you hit it, uh, right, you, you make the jump and you're like, okay, that was a little close. As your your feet are just, you know, one of your heels is just hanging off the edge and you start climbing up towards the peak. You notice that two of them land on the peak of the roof. The third one lands on the turret. And about that time, it seems like this is where they've chosen to make their stand. Well, at the same time, you notice the light as you're starting to climb up the roof appears in the side, it appears in the turn below where the uh, one landed on the very peak. You notice a dwarf poke his head out. I'll need all three. Hey, of what's you. up this air? I'll need all three of you to give me an initiative roll, please. Okay. Bowden goes last. <laughs> goes last. <laughs> Whoa, roll 20s. Not roll 20. Oh. D Beyond. Seven. I do not have liquid courage running in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you guys are not doing so hot tonight, are you? Yeah, we suck. <laughs> oh I almost just slipped and fell off a roof. Uh, <laughs> actually, I prefer to wait to see what my enemy's going to do before I take an action. <laughs> I hear you. So, what do we got? We got 17, 14. Oh, God. And then we got seven, five, and then we have four and four. Chip, you're going to go before the last flying creature that lands on the roof. Uh, where's my dragonborn friend? <laughs> where's the dragonborn when I need it? Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> there we are on the roof. That's awesome. All right. Well, you guys, like I said, you guys quickly ran up to the roof, looked around. Bowden, you stuck your head out. Of the turn, you could see a uh, rather tall individual, hair float, hair blowing in light breeze, cloak behind him. Kind of surprised to see him up on the top of the roof and the type of heavy armor he is. Within, <laughs> you got your great sword out there, Eris. I do, yes. Yeah, stalking up towards these, what you originally thought, Bowden, yeah, might have been, you know, some type of, you know, large bird, almost like a flightless bird. You know, sort of looks and turns as you screech, you know, lets out a ear piercing shriek, and you realize that's eh, probably not something that's natural to this world. Yeah, now the entrance is downstairs. What's it? What the? <laughs> yeah. About that time when that happens, you notice that the uh, you hear the claws leap off above and behind you. Holy crap! You're like, oh no, something behind me. I believe I summarized that with holy crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So elegant with words. Yes. <laughs> it's it's the dwarven language. It it expresses things so elegantly. The original romance language. Exactly. That's why I keep you around. <laughs> All right. You understand dwarven culture. You notice it leaps in the air and does a uh comes at you almost like a think of like a flying squirrel, the membranes that run between its, you know. Uh, legs and out to its arms and 
So when it expands out as it comes in and is a controlled dive at you. And you notice the uh, a large spiny trident sort of appears from behind one of his arms and slashes down at you. Hey, Yuzarian! That's for all you old schoolers out there. <laughs> Real old school, okay. <laughs> I think there's two of us on the pot. Uh, two of us that, that understand that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody here is old enough for that, except it's me and Gary. <laughs> You're thankful. Oh, yeah. He got an 18 plus 2 for a total of 20. And this uh, is at me? No, this is at Bowden. Yeah, oh, I, you I, struck my, I struck my head out of the uh, the, <laughs> the the door, and then it's like I looked up, and there's a, a something pointy coming at my face. Flying <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, flying squirrel. Eris yeah. yells, duck! Bowden turns around, where? There. <laughs> <laughs> you take three points of piercing damage as the uh, trident nicks you and you know, runs across your shoulder. Ow! Son of a gun! And as it, it fly, as it lands and uh, passes over, um, Chip, you see the tail. You see the tail on a whip around, and you notice uh, you see a couple spines fly off it in your direction, Chip. Hmm. Better defend myself. Yeah, does a fourteen hit you? Oh, uh, where do they get me? How oh, do they they beat your armor class? Fourteen. Oh yeah, they got they beat your armor class, so they tied it. They got through. So you feel a couple. You feel a couple. Uh, small spines catch you in the bicep. My rippling bicep. Yeah, your rippling bicep takes you take four points of piercing damage, and not only does you feel it pierce into you, but you feel a burning sensation as you take three points of fire damage. So a total of seven points of damage. Watch out! Those things are probably poisonous. <laughs> oh, um, can I rip them out? <laughs> On your turn, you can do something. Yeah, is, is this one of those things where uh, is this poison? No, it, it just it doesn't. I'm sorry, say again. And so I'm assuming they're poisoned because it burns. Well, it does fire damage instead of poison damage, so fire. a little bit different. Okay. There, it's like taking a hot poker out of a. It's like a hot needle out of a uh, fire and sticking it in somebody. Ah, I'm being very reactive. I'd like to rip them out and throw them back. <laughs> face. Okay, on your turn, you can do that. But I got two more of these creatures that get to go before you guys get to react. Son of a gun. So. <laughs> Eris, one of them jumps at you as he's flying, as it's leaping for you, gliding towards you. You see the tail whip out much like it did to the, uh, what you thought was actually targeting the dwarf, but uh, bypassing you heard a, I wouldn't say, you didn't hear a scream or a screech, you just heard uh, several curse words coming from behind the dwarf as, some, as something, as the spines impacted a companion of the dwarf. Well, natural 20 to kick off the night for the oh, new guy. God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It hits. Oh, so it does eight, more than that. <laughs> it does eight points of piercing damage. Okay. And oh. it does six points of fire damage to you. Now, does is that taking into account my fire-resistant armor and fire-resistant nature? No, it does not. So that okay. is now goes from eight down to four, down to two. Nice. So I take ten damage. Correct. You notice that the spikes, the, the spines don't burn as badly, but as you look and see the spines crash into a couple, you know, the couple weak spots in your armor, you notice that you notice that pitchfork, that not pitchfork, but that trident fork comes in at you at a do, uh, double overhead handed swing. Oh. And you see tiles on the roof go flying everywhere as he rolls over natural one. 
<laughs> Would that count as a melee attack to me? It does. Okay. The first one is a ranged attack. The second one is a melee attack. And the melee attack missed? Melee attack did miss. Could I use repost here? What's repost say? Uh, when a creature misses your melee attack, you can use your reaction to expend one superiority die to make a melee weapon attack against it. Go ahead. Awesome. Okay, superiority die. One melee attack. Okay, so... Now, does this guarantee hit? No, it doesn't guarantee okay. hit, but what you get to you roll... You get you a free is, shot. <laughs> you get you a free shot, so you roll a d20 plus your superiority die. So, I got a 13 to hit. <laughs> 13 to hit. Well, 13's enough to hit. Roll the awesome. damage. Now, real quick, Angelo, uh, when you're using your attack, uh-huh. look at the actions tab. Yes. On the big block on the right hand side under all. And you should uh-huh. see your attack options right there at the top. Yep, I do. Are you using that button there for the hit and uh I am your, your attack? Okay, good. Yes. If it if it's your first time using it or first few times using it, that's one of those things that's kind of hidden. So wonderful, wonderful. Okay, damage. Let's see. Nine damage. Nine. Nine <laughs> slashing damage. That works. Awesome. Cool. You feel your blade cut into him. Bowden, it is your go. You know Already? Yeah, it is your go already. What chip beat me? Chip goes on four. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> you guys All have right. a rough time. Well, I'm going to two-hand heft up my uh, Warhammer and uh, see if I can cleave his skull. So this yeah. guy in front of me, it's like, hold still. No. <laughs> 16? Six. I guess I will hold still. Here, let me put my chin out there for you. <laughs> Roll me damage. Here it comes. Seven points. Nice. All right. Let's fling out a spiritual weapon too to take out to take on the other guy. Of course, spiritual so, weapon. Uh, my uh, a, a a shimmering translucent version of my warhammer. Depart detaches from my warhammer and uh drifts over to the other currently unengaged critter and takes a swat at him. So I always use Kyle as a spiritual weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, that would be an 18. 18 hits for four points of damage. Four points of damage. Chipmunk, uh, you got those burning spines in your uh, bicep. Can I deflect missiles attack as a reaction? Oh yeah, you you could have you could have done that. Um, Is that something I could have done at the moment, or still? Yeah, well, go ahead. You can still do it, and if you just successfully deflect it, we'll take away the damage. Okay. Fourteen, unfortunately, is not enough. (laughs) Still a cool use of the of the uh, of the thing, and that's a reaction, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a reaction. Now you can still attack. Yep. You can move. You can move up on the roof and. The one that's landed right next to Bowden, you can easily step up to and engage if you like. So since I'm right there. Or you could run to the other side of the roof and stand one stand next to the one with the magic hammer. Let me try. I think I will melee weapon with my blade of the temple guardian. Okay. <laughs> you see, you see this creep, you see this devil pivot the fork. And parry you away without any issue. Can I spend a chi point for yep blows? Yep. And yeah. you still get to do the blade of the temple guardian with, with Furio blows. 
That'll definitely hit. Give me some damage. Nicely done. Doesn't look like he's going to be gliding too much now as that blade cuts through the uh, membrane that would, could also double his wings. Oh, also, uh, note to the enemy that I uh, reposted um, yeah. at the beginning of its next turn and every conse- every consecutive turn needs to take 1d4 necrotic damage for every time that I've wounded it. All right, so only one wound so far. Yep. Um, wounds, it's got one, which means means 1d4. Uh, but that's um, uh, for each time you've wounded it, and it can then make a 15, DC 15 constitution saving throw, which would end the effect of all wounds on itself. So saving throws are done at the end of the turn, so it, it had its turn before you, so it has to wait until the end of its turn. Nice. So, with that being said, top of round two, Bowden. Yo! It sticks a fork in you. Or attempts <laughs> to. I'm done! I'm done! <laughs> 18 doesn't hit you. And 18? 18. It does. Oh, okay. Well, when he sticks a fork in you, he twists and pulls pulls you in a little bit. Ah, and uh, sort of twists you a little bit so he can... Uh, does three points of piercing damage, but as he twists the fork, you see the his uh, bird-like maw with the alligator-style teeth come in to try to taste some, taste some dwarven flesh. Ugh. I don't what think a 12 chewy. hit. I don't think a 12 hits you. Nope. Too chewy but, for him. No, he he gets that crunchy outer shell. <laughs> also known as armor. <laughs> All right. Eris. I, am I saying that right? Yeah. Yep. Eris, okay. Eris. Uh, all right. The guy, the guy in front of you actually does a repeat of what uh that you what you did not witness devoted. He brings the fork out. I don't think that'll hit you with a big whop in 13. Nope. So he pulls the fork back again and Clanks in the armor again with a smaller roll. No damage to you. With that being said, Eris, you are, it is your go. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to move, but I will just whop him on the head. Okay. With the greatsword. Does a 20 hit? 20 always. Almost <laughs> always hits. I know that one. It's a drag. It's a dragon in double form. You miss. <laughs> no kidding. Give me some damage. And eleven. Miss is done. Yeah, you managed to. You managed to tear holes in its uh, membranes that you it's flying membranes, so you don't think it's gonna glide or fly very quickly anymore. Now, because I'm kind of new to this 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 yeah. sword that you had given me, um, is that another wound now? Yeah, that is a second wound. That's oh, awesome. I, I actually got to roll his damage for the first one. Wow. Four damage there. 24. Now let's see if he saves and gets rid of the first wound. And back down to one. No, he does not. He has two wounds now. Nice. I can do a lot of damage to him. All right. Bowden, your go. Okay. Well, since they're so conveniently located, a <laughs> bong. 17 still hit. 17 still hits. Nine points of damage off of that one. Oof. All right. And let's see. My spell. 16 hit. 16 hits. Nine points of damage off under that one. Nicely done. Nice. Thwack, thwack. Chip, what would you like to do? Uh, see if I can add some damage. After give, me a, give me a roll. Uh, on our on arm strike? 
No, I mean you can do an unarmed strike, or you can do use the your tipple sword is the same thing. So you can choose an unarmed strike. You can choose your sword. What would you like to do? Cut them up or beat them up? Cut them up. Oh. Well, it seems you know Bowden's Bowden bashing around with the hammer. Seems you're, you're just not getting the uh, your timing's a little off as you swing, and Bowden smashes it out out of your reach. <laughs> would you like? Don't to worry. I'm tenderizing it so you can so you can perforate it later. Even a paper cuts over here, Bodie. <laughs> Would you like to use any more uh, key points? Yes, doing it. Okay, go ahead. All right. Time is still just a little bit off as it just stays just a little bit of outside of your blade edge. Oh, damn those cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> like like Bowden said, don't try to drink your weight. All right, I top could, of the order. I could only weigh about eight pounds. That doesn't help. <laughs> Bowden, you see the tail whip. Uh, I have disadvantages. So six of fork in you again. Misses, misses with both forks. Ha, Harris. I've just been toying with them, obviously, because I have forgotten that <laughs> I can actually attack them twice in one turn with my extra attack. Well, that I get at level five. So now you don't know. Worry. Don't worry, it's this okay. guy's attacking you. He missed you the first time. I'm just, I'm just Boy, showing and up. Missed you, and missed you the second time. Eris, it is your go. Your guy's just swinging a miss with it. You know, that nice cloak that you just recently bought, probably going to need to either be replaced or repaired. <laughs> I know just the place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, uh, I tried to hit him. Okay. Oh, hold and... on, hold on. Before you do, I got to roll. Oh, okay. I got to roll for his damage. He's got two wounds. Ooh, five more points of damage. Well, I uh, does he save? You said what's he need? Uh, 15. 15. Nope, not even close. Uh, 15 constitution. Yep, (laughs) not even close for him. (laughs) So I definitely critically missed. Uh, you roll a one, I rolled a one plus six is a seven. Yep, okay. Uh, and then the second time, a 17. Uh, you got him a sec as you're stumbling a little bit to get away from him as he's tearing up your as he pulls that fork back he throws you off balance and you miss but you get the backhand swing and you get a good under the under the chin cut and uh five points of damage two ones snake eyes on the damage roll wow how would you like to kill him i would like to take my uh big great sword of wounding and just game of thrones style slice his head off <laughs> you see you make the swing of the sword and everything else and you for a second, you're not sure if you connect it or not, and then you look at him again. You realize the body is there, but the head's <laughs> falling off the roof. And not too far, not not too far after that, the body slumps to the ground, hits the roof, and slides to the ground. <laughs> you hear it thump off the other roof before you hear hear a bit of a wet splat. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm too graphic in my description, let me know. I will tone it down. I love it. No, it's oh, good. only at about three now. Let's kick it up to like seven or eight. <laughs> oh, you, you want the flesh porn, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Let's kick it back to six then. <laughs> All right, Bowden, this is your go. All right. Oh, look. I can move to here, which will give me a nice flanking of this guy. So I will pull around the other side of this turkey, and now I've got Chip on one side and me on the other, which should give me advantage on splatting him. That is correct. 
give you both advantage on splatting him. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Here we go now. Here we go now. 17. That's a well well earned strike as you as you maneuver around. Give me a damage roll. Here it comes. 13, a nice solid hit. Woo! About 13 points of damage? Wow. Yeah, I almost maxed out that D10. Yeah, you did. So how does your Warhammer uh, tenderize the now deceased devil? Oh, okay. I actually hit him so hard that uh, he goes through the roof. <laughs> oh, you're, you're over the top. <laughs> You're doing the over the top, you know. I'm gonna yeah. bury the I'm, I'm gonna bury the nail all the way through. Right. Chip, you're standing there for a second as you watch the all of a sudden you watch the warhammer pass into the uh creature in front of you. And you hear the and you hear this just absolute shattering of wood and material as all of a sudden the creature falls down. And you, you sort of take a moment, look down. Bowden's gonna be pissed since it's not laying in his bed. <laughs> I look down. Oh crap! <laughs> oh wait a minute. There's the other one over there. Hey, hey, floaty weapon. Give it a swat. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if a thirteen will hit. Thirteen is just what you need. Oh sweet. Oh awesome. And spiritual weapons flank. Yes, they are considered flank. They can. <laughs> they can flank. Yep. Six points oh. of damage. Nicely done. Chip, you've watched Bowden just. Take a heavy hit to the top of the, you know, take out take out one of these demons, but he also put it through the roof, and you're thinking, damn, we got to get that repaired now. <laughs> what would you like to do? There's still one more creature up there that's uh, being harried by, by, by <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be it's being harried by a glowing magical hammer. Would you like to move to it and put it out of its misery? Yes, I would. In a flanking position. So that's advantage. As it is advantage. I love that. Let me see if take it in the neck or the temple with my blade of the temple guardians. There you go. Well, you got to roll with advantage, so we give it a second roll. There you go. Sweet. Give me a damage roll there, Chip. Clink. <laughs> Chip, how would you like to finish this one off? As you step, as you step behind it while it's being harried by the. Uh, I give uh, it just one good. Swipe. Swipe. It just sort of. Doubles over and lays on top of the uh, top of the peak of uh, the peak of the roof. Typical gnome, nothing fancy. <laughs> as black, black ichor sort of just drains out of its body, and all three of them have now come to their short demise. And you got a demon, and you got a demon, and you got a demon. <laughs> you all get a demon for today. Devil, actually, not demon. Yeah. I extend my hand out to the uh, the tiefling. Hey, be careful. This place has got some holes in it. <laughs> it was excellent, though. <laughs> Should point out that the entrance to the inn is downstairs, not through the roof. <laughs> but what would you guys like to do? You are standing on the roof of Trollskull Manor with a uh, lights, with a heavily armored tiefling warrior that apparently chased three devils onto your roof and then helped you murder him. I literally just did it. <laughs> I extend out my hand and say, look out for the holes in the roof. <laughs> you know, I say thank you guys. Thank you. You didn't have to put yourselves at risk, but I greatly appreciate it, and it's it definitely won't go unnoticed. Right. Well, this wasn't too much of a risk. Uh, these guys weren't so bad. We've, we've, we've taken on worse. What's your name? Uh, I'm Eris. It's a pleasure to meet you. 
Unless yeah, you too, Harris. So come on inside. We'll have a brew. Yeah. I look over at Chip. Not you, though. <laughs> <laughs> now you you're a no monk, Chip, and to but Bo- Bo- is is what what race? You can't tell. <laughs> so, Bodo, oh. why don't you take a moment to describe what Eris sees? If you were to ask Chat GPT to describe a dwarf, you would see this. A dwarf. <laughs> so, for both of you, I'm I'm looking down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and we're looking up. Yeah, Bowden's about four foot four, four foot five, something like that. Hard to tell because he's got his armor and everything on. Okay. Um, he is, uh, you know, dark complexion, dark, dark hair, grizzled, but you see that he doesn't hold himself to the same, you know, while he is grizzled, he obviously has a a glint of compassion in his eyes that is not common amongst all dwarves. And you can see hanging from his uh, armor are strange little silver, what appear to be uh, holy icons uh, that are like silver dragons. they're, They're silver looking, I think only because well, I don't know if you you can tell metals from other metals, then you could tell that some of them are actually platinum. So, very cool, very cool. Chip, you want to describe yourself to the uh, extremely tall tiefling? <laughs> I'm about a third to a half of Bowden's width. <laughs> hey, I'm working on that. <laughs> Which yeah. way? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, just wearing a robe. Pretty bald, male, mm-hmm. like early forties, and uh, about the same size height-wise as uh, Bowden. Very yes. cool. Well, I'm actually four eleven. I looked it up. <laughs> four eleven and a half. It's. I think it's. Um, I think I for your four eleven Bowden. What? I'm four eleven. Okay. I think with your helmet on, I think you're a little taller than me. <laughs> Slightly. Eris <laughs> is, is six feet tall. So just a little bit taller. <laughs> so we got to do a lot of looking up. No big change there. We're always surrounded by tallies. That whole combat, I'm just in awe of these two little people just you know, <laughs> whamming on these devils that I've been chasing <laughs> on rooftops, spinning around with a hammer, yeah. punching them. Well, wait till you meet Kyle. <laughs> so as you guys are having a conversation you you guys can hear the flap of wings you guys look up and you can see three of the griffin riders circling above been called to the area by the bright beacon of the spiritual weapon that is now fla- that's the flashing on top of the roof right <laughs> i wave to him come on down <laughs> uh, you see them you see two of them continue circle you see one of them comes down the griffin doesn't quite land on the roof, but it goes into like a hover type thing. Yep. The guy looks over and goes, what in the world is all the ruckus you guys are causing? I go over, grab the one that's still mostly intact, the one, the last one that was killed, pick it up, drag it over to the edge where he's fla- he's flapping around there. You yeah. ever seen anything like this before? You see him sort of rear back. You see the, the griffin rear back as well. And he's like, throw that thing to the ground and meet us there. You got it. Flap. <laughs> hey, watch where you're throwing things. <laughs> Sorry, Fred. <laughs> I'll grab the other one on my out of my bed on the way down. 
<laughs> drag it all outside. So the three of you make your way downside, uh, back it back in through the turret, down through the pearl skull. The first time you got to, you know, you typically, Eris, you don't typically enter houses through the roofs and everything else, but <laughs> make your way down. You can s- still smell the uh, meats, the 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 good dinners that were being served, as well as the uh, alcohol that got served. Until uh-huh. Bowden brings out one of those, that demon he sort of smashed into his bed, wrapped up in his bed sheets. You're like, okay, that sort of kills all the that kills all the good senses. You guys drag it all out. <laughs> yep. I, I grab I grab three things of of I grab th- three things of ale on my way through. Then I look back over to Eris and uh, hey, get something for yourself too. <laughs> <laughs> Literally got a got a demon over his shoulder in bed sheets, three mugs in the other in the other hand, and walking out. <laughs> <laughs> Chip, as you walk by, Kyle sort of looks up from the uh, his his usual spot at night, which is near the uh, dying fire that's in, you know in the very center of the place to keep everything warm. Looks at you and goes from laying on the side. He rolls over on his back, just puts his paws up, and says, "Yeah, I'm done for the night." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how the dogs are. They're like, "No, I'm good." Yeah, <laughs> you look like you've got it handled. All right. Yeah, so three of you guys step outside. Bowden tosses the extra luggage to the ground. And uh, there's another one around the corner, too. Yeah, the, the three Griffin Riders have, have landed and everything. And goes, what in the, the hell's going on? Well, Eris, for you, you have a bit of a writ uh, in your hand to go hunt these, hunt the various creatures. You've been hired by the actual town guard to do that. So you'd like to step forward and show the. The nice Griffin Riders, you're written, explain to them that uh, what you're here to do. Are these uh, are these Griffin Riders part of the uh, the town police? Yeah, they are. They're the they're basically the aerial cavalry of the of the town. They protect okay. the skies while you know the other groups while the other guys protect the grounds. They're like the helicopter police versus yeah. the uh, <laughs> the cops on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I walk past. Um, Bowden, I uh, I snatch the, uh, the the corpse off his shoulder, dump it at the the feet of the Griffin Rider, <laughs> and hand him the writ, and said, "They're dead. Pay me." Takes the writ from you, looks at it, he's like, "Oh, okay. You're one of those guys." Oh. <laughs> well, I, let me be the first to commend you and say thank you for another service well done. He goes, "Well, in the morning, you can go I, see." Uh, I glimpse, I glance over at Chip. They never thanked us for killing them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention a hole in our roof. <laughs> yeah, he goes, well, he goes, that's not my responsibility to pay you, but you can always go see Magister Zastro in the morning. Okay. Find him up. He's like, you can find him down in the uh, trade award. He'll take care of you like the writ says. Uh, and you see the one guard basically reach in, pull out a quill. Sign the document, you know, basically take your writ, mark on it, three kills, and put a signature on it and hand it back to you. And you see him and his buddies basically use the uh, bread sheets that you brought out, the one in, pick the other guy up, ask where the other body is. They go walking around, find the other piece, pick it up, throw it on the bed sheets, and the, they have two of the griffins pick it up. You know, as they leap in the air, the two griffins, two griffins pick it up, and they go flying off. Awesome. So Eris, Eris turns around. And there's uh, Bowden got a little notepad in his hand, two bed sheets, <laughs> one hole in roof, 
<laughs> did you Giving grab a beer a on the way through? <laughs> well, you know, I did plan to share the the spoils of this uh, this rent, but I'm maybe just not anymore. <laughs> he immediately tears up the piece of paper. No. I'm just kidding with you, kid. <laughs> Um, add damaged rippling bicep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a little itchy bark. You're like, that doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> it burns. So yes, as a as 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 a gesture of my gratitude, I, I would love to share the the reward with this of this with you guys. So if you uh if you'd like to head down to the magister's office, that's where I'm heading. What time uh, is it? Are they open? It's like it's the about 1 a.m. right now. Oh, okay. Oh, they, That's where I'll be heading in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, is the is the inn full? No, it's pretty much cleared out. People have uh, you don't have a lot of people that stay overnight. Your business model really isn't take it in, you know, renting rooms and everything else because between the your staff and you guys, you pretty much keep all the rooms full. Good point. Uh, oh, you're running the inn. Yeah. Oh, cool. You guys step back inside. Uh, what do you guys want to do? I want to hear what, where, how you got started chasing demons all over town. Yeah, what are, who are you, a bounty hunter? What's, what's going on here? Well, you know, I'm just looking for some good coin, and I've got this background in, in fighting, and I'd, uh, I, I thought I, I would at least put it to use. And that's how I uh, got started as a hired sword and here we are mm. not too keen on uh, the past but always looking forward to the future Aww. Uh, it's rough i know if you look back at what's happened in you know the past it can it can the pains don't go away all that easy but eventually maybe the nice things that happen will over over overshadow them that of course is why i'm out on the road as a cleric and not actually preaching <laughs> <laughs> my homilies suck find <laughs> me up for that newsletter <laughs> yeah Eris you kind of surprised that a mid-sized black and white dog walks up to you or you're talking with Bowden and Chip and just sort of does that typical lean the shoulder into you Aww. put his chin on your knee and look up at you know just sort of lays his head on you he never does that to me <laughs> Like, he doesn't lean up to you like that, but he just sort of stretches out across you <laughs> and hangs out. I definitely take some time to to pet and play with the puppy. <laughs> oh, can I verify Kyle's judgment and roll an insight? Yeah, by all means. So, Eris, you gonna do, you want to do any type of uh, deception or performance to uh, change the outlook? If you're um, if you're chaotic evil, now would be the time to hide it. <laughs> um, I think I'm chaotic good. I think that's what I put. Okay. Uh, features and traits. So so far, everything he's everything he says sort of rings true. You know, from time to time, you're the city guard. You know, the city guard does hire, sell swords to uh, help police up various things, from undead to stray magical creatures that come roaming out. And in this case. Kind of surprised to see some demon or some devils, excuse me, that have gotten loose. But his body language, his tone of voice to you, doesn't sound like there's any type of hidden, uh, any type of deceit, excuse me, going on or no reason to deceive you. He seems pretty much honest and straightforward, even for his kind as a tiefling. 
didn't doubt it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, he has a tiefling, though, so you've got the descendants of, the, you know, of a mix between the humanoid races and the devils. But other than that, seems like a straightforward guy with Bobby O black hair and uh, black horns sticking out the back. Oh, buddy, if you... let, him, let him eat and drink for free. <laughs> so, as you guys call him night, offer him a room. Yep. Okay. I wouldn't mind a rest. I am hurting. <laughs> <laughs> you guys take a, take the evening to rest up. Uh, y'all wake up the next morning to the sounds of Patron and Danica cooking. Uh, y'all got the dramatic pers- uh, persona dramaticus I sent you guys in an email, correct? Yep. Did you, Christina? What was that? I sent a note with all the uh, dramatic personas that you guys have ran into recently. So I have a list of people there. Well, yeah. Yes. Okay. So as you meet more people, we'll add more names to it. Keep right. track of all the crazy NPCs and all the linkages later. The wacky, <laughs> zany followers we found along the way. There'll be Is more to true? come. We, we, are, we are known for adopting the uh, basically anybody. <laughs> 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 they have I think we've it. adopted more people than we've we've killed. So, <laughs> yeah, minus the mimics. Well, that's true. Or the plimics, I should say. Plimics. <laughs> what is a plimic? Oh, now you chip. Done let it. Chip explain. When you mentioned that over breakfast, Chipster looks up at you and Chip. Would you like to explain a plimic to uh, Aries? A plimic. The plant mimic that tried to eat you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Big one. <laughs> I literally thought I was that was if it weren't for Bodhi, I would have died. <laughs> uh, oh, why a uh, little shop of horrors comes to mind. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. D- d- sometimes being the one uh, uh, the one awake for uh taking the the overnight watch is not the best th- circumstance, especially when they come after you with like planty tentacles. So we woke up and there goes there goes Chip being dragged off into the into the into the darkness. It's like that's not normal. <laughs> My closest call. Um, just to clarify, during a short rest, do you heal HP? Actually, you guys, it, it's a long rest overnight for you guys. Oh, okay, fantastic. Are you hurt? Come here, By you ten. two. Come here, you two. <laughs> Actually. Right. <laughs> You, you, nobody, nobody goes to bed wounded in my house. I've got more than enough healing stuff to the cook. The winds off. change. I have a tornado I've, starts forming. I've got more than enough healing stuff to cook off before before tomorrow. So uh, I, I, I feel certain that I could get everybody back up to max. Yeah, you don't have any problem maxing back out. Yeah. So next morning, you guys have breakfast. Head on out. Um, you join areas as he heads into the trade ward to uh, go find Magistrate Zaris. And claim his payment for uh, doing another another service for the city. Don't worry, we'll get you there. We know this place like the back of our... Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, if there's one thing you've learned since you've been here for a while here, Aries, as you, you know, learn the sales sword, you do know the different districts and everything else, and you, you look at the dwarf as he's heading towards the dock ward, which is <laughs> the south, wrong and, way. <laughs> south and west of the trade ward. <laughs> uh i think it might be this way what? <laughs> no 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 it's definitely this way over here. well maybe you're right oh look at this shop 
Waterdeep is a major city. It gets busy and bustling and, uh, you know, got people out there starting the day. But, you know, you guys got a late start in the morning after breakfast and everything else. And after a short walk, you make, you make it to the magistrate's the magistrate's office. And as you enter, um, you see one, you see a clerk sort of look up and he goes, good morning. What could I do for you? I take the signed document and hand it to him and said, I'm, I'm here for my payment. Looks at it and goes, oh, okay. Well, just one minute, sir. How, you and your companions can have a, you can wait over there. And he just sort of points to the wall as he steps away from us and steps into the, uh, steps in the back. This isn't uh, what, this isn't what's his name, Maester, what's his name's clerk office, is it? No, the, this is the trade ward, not the North Ward. Okay. He goes, he steps beyond, you know, steps into the back through, or steps through another door. It's only gone for like maybe a minute. And him and another, this is a young human male comes walking out. Then behind him, a half elf, middle aged half elf comes walking out as well. And he goes, Oh, so you are the ones I was reading about for the excitement last night when dealing with the devils. I'd like to come out and just personally say thank you. Was, Holy crap, twice in one day? <laughs> <laughs> he sort of looks at you. He goes, Excuse me? Twice in one day. Hey. I got thanked last night by a bunch of you too. This is what this is a this is a banner day. <laughs> well, uh, but glad actually, it is for you. But actually, my boy, it's your it's your day. I bump back, Eris. It's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. This, this is your party. <laughs> Eris, you, you notice you have a very garrulous dwarf with you. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a perception yeah. check. One, yeah, you still notice it. <laughs> Did you get a negative? No, you noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes well. The report I've received basically says uh, three devils. So that is 300 per each. So any lays out, he goes, uh, gold or platinum, do you? Now, I platinum personally is, don't know the difference. Okay. <laughs> platinum is. Oh, 100 platinum, gold. Platinum is. Uh, 10 gold. 10 gold per platinum. So you either have 90 platinum coins or 900 gold coins. Okay. Uh, platinum, please. And Bodie and I don't get these questions a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gold or platinum? What's that word? <laughs> <laughs> clink, 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 clink. He lays it out. He goes, uh, because the report suggests that uh, that the only that the only way these uh, creatures were brought here were they were summoned. So I'd be interested to uh, be interested to see if you could take the time to uh, find who might have summoned these. Well, if you've got the coin to pay for it. I'd love to. <laughs> he smiles. He's like, so be it. He's like, just bring proof of whatever it was that summoned these creatures here, and we can uh, work it out. So, Aris, you received 900 gold. And I uh, I, def I distribute 30 platinum to each of my fellow friends here. Oh, that's quite yeah. generous here, my boy. Lovely. He goes, well, have a good day, and uh, thank you for helping protect the city and the citizens that live there. And he Without waiting for you guys to say anything else, the mag magistrate turns and walks back into walks back into his office, and the the clerk that you bet when you first came in goes back to the book and making whatever notes he was making. Him. I turn to uh, these two and say, "I don't like him." <laughs> <laughs> well, he did just hand us three hundred gold pieces, so I'm not going to complain too badly. <laughs> yeah, but he was snarky. <laughs> uh, they were all a bit officious. You get used to it after a while. It's like once you meet the elf, the true elves instead of the half elves. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat>
then you'll get some real snark. So what do you think's bringing these things into town? Do you get any idea on that? I don't. Uh, I was actually hoping you two might, uh, might know a little bit about uh, the lay of the land and what might be going on here since you guys own an inn. We've never seen Alexis summon anything like those devils before, have we? We've seen them. Some, she's, I've seen her like bring undead. She's mainly dealt with werewolves and undead. Yeah. yeah. Any, uh, anything any, about fighting? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, anything about fighting them? Does it touch into my academia and I can something about my knowledge of history? Well, go give me a history roll there, Chip. So, a lot of times, magic users. Uh, of the darker arts like to summon these creatures to act as guardians. I didn't get a guardian vibe from them. <laughs> no, you definitely you got more of a vibe that whatever uh, these creatures were summoned for did not go as planned. It was almost as if the uh, magic user was sort of overwhelmed w- with what he's with what he or she summoned. And may not have act, you know, you, you know, sometimes that when things get summoned, they get to the masters don't always maintain control <laughs> type thing. So these escaped. You know, so so you were chasing these things, right? Where did you first mm-hmm. where did you first run into them? They were on the rooftops. They were running. Well, and... well actually, you you chased them uh, out of a uh, an old abandoned warehouse a couple blocks from uh, Troll Skull Manor. Maybe, uh... we should, maybe we should check there. Yes. Yeah. Let's go to that warehouse. Okay. I didn't spend too much time looking. Yeah, it was almost pretty much as almost as soon as you entered it, these things detected you. And next thing you know, they were up to the second floor. You followed up there. They burst out a window, and you started. You went great rooftop chase. <laughs> 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 I'm in. I'm in big metal armor. I'm going to run across. What was I thinking? The, then the chase music kicks in, and just like crap. Ugh. And all the poor people on the roofs, cuck-clunk, cuck-clunk, cuck-clunk. <laughs> uh, just be thankful it wasn't Spanish tile you had to run across. Exactly. <laughs> clank, 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 clank. Whoosh, yeah. kablam. Clank, 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 clank. Eris, give me a survival check to navigate back to where you first encountered these uh, devils. Oh, oh, I know where you're talking about. <laughs> An eight. <laughs> An eight. Oh, God, you listened to, you listened to Bodie. <laughs> Dwarf's a little bit distracted when he talks. You know, what should have been about a 15, 20 minute walk, about 90 minutes later, because you guys literally walked to Troll Skull Manor and you're like, nah, this isn't right. <laughs> and then you're like, there it is. And like, I see it. And you, you walk, you take him back there. But as you approach, you notice that the, uh, the section grab that you grab an ale at as we're at the manor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're here. Yeah. Danica's like, I'll get some more ordered. And uh, oh, by the way, we got to got to talk to the butcher too. We're getting running low on meat. Uh oh, right. I I uh, I th- I throw her ten gold pieces. <laughs> that works. Look. Uh, yeah, but we also need to. You need to get a uh, carpenter up on the roof. <laughs> Twenty gold pieces. <laughs> now the ten should cover it. She's like, I, I'm glad I took the job, but I'm just not going to ask things anymore. <laughs> I'll send, I'll, I'll send the big guy up there to see what's going on. And uh, Chip Kyle sees you and sort of tries up next to you and starts walking with you as like he always does. <laughs> Hangs out. Don't Besides, worry. you notice he has uh, doggy armor. <laughs> as he walks out, 
you noticed a couple of cat. You noticed a calico cat and a uh, a tortie nearby that sort of look at him and they sort of give him that, mm. and Kyle sort of gives him that that look and everything else. Like, yeah, go ahead and try something. I will stomp you. <laughs> are, are are the are the cats in the the tavern or are like are have they been like cleaning up rats in the in the cellar or are they just sort of you've, neighborhood you've cats? A, they sort of as neighborhood cats, but uh. It seems like your staff has let them in to make sure to keep the uh, rodent population to a minimum. Excellent. But and Leaf must like cats too, so that I guess that they helps. They are cats. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They're not in disguise of anything. Right. <laughs> they are transformed dragons. <laughs> <laughs> they they probably actually want to get that that weird mouse that's been hanging out on the uh, shoulder of the artificer. Exactly. But you guys take the time, walk back over to uh, the warehouse. You notice that probably was probably is in a bit worse shape than what uh, Troll Skull Manor was when you guys first encountered it. You could tell Ares wasn't very settled when he entered it, as the door is pretty much halfway off. It's pretty much not on its hinges anymore, barely hanging there. I feel like if I touch it, it's just going to fall to the ground. Don't... Subtle, uh, subtle work there. <laughs> yeah. Would you sorry, guys walk? <laughs> you guys walk into a litless. You know, unlit warehouse. Uh, you get the s- smell of dust. It's not been used, but there's also a hint of sulfur, brimstone, and what you would guess to be some other smells intermixed with it. Can all of us see in the dark? Who has who has dark vision or night vision? I have dark vision. If you're curious, uh, on the character sheet. I have dark vision. Yep. Remind me where that is on our. It is on the left hand side under senses. It's the it's the sec it's the panel underneath saving throws. It should say in tiny type beneath passive whiz inst- insight. It, whether it, it it might say dark vision something or li- low light vision or something like that. It's dark vision sixty feet. Okay, you guys all can. You don't need to worry about adding an extra torch. It's just you guys seeing a bit more grayscale. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll give you a choice. You can either have a grayscale or green scale like night vision. Night vision <laughs> comes in two. Night vision comes in two. Green and green and black or gray and black. So so pick what you want to see in. I, I would only choose the green option if it if it audibly makes the doo sound whenever I whenever I go into the dark. So no, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay sure. with grayscale. So I was gonna say every time you blink your eyes and open them up to get your dark vision, you just doo. Exactly. <laughs> it's only it's only heard. It's only heard for that auditory change across the the eye eye nerve to the ears. Yep, that's that's only you can hear it. Nobody else can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look around the warehouse is at least on the first floor is fairly empty. You could tell squatters have been in here, you know, from time to time. Made mess. There's some still some empty crates or there's some crates laying around stacked, but the warehouse itself is probably looking around. Probably no more on the bottom floor. Is probably no more than 1,500 square feet total. It's not a big warehouse, but it does have a second level to it. You can see the stairs leading up. There's definitely a broken railing. Looks like something crashed through at some point. So on this first floor, no giant circles with uh, candles around it or anything? Why don't you guys give me an investigation roll? Investigation. Not 20. Natural 20. Ooh, I got a natural 10. <laughs> <laughs> Together, we're at 20. <laughs> right. 
Chip and Bowden, well, you guys are looking around. You guys start hearing like something scratching the wood, something moving around nearby. And as you guys are doing that sort of hone in triangulation in on it, you hear it goes, ah, I knew it was over here. And you see him standing on top of a couple boxes looking, looking basically under the stairs. And uh, you guys turn around and follow where he's looking. You get up there and there's a rather large magic circle down there with a uh, with a female body laying nearby, crumpled. Uh, looks like looks like from the way it's landed and looked at it, looks like she landed on her head from a fall. Huh? Is she dead? Dead? Yeah. Can I check for life? Yeah. Go ahead. You give me a medicine check there, uh, Chip. Tens. Tens. Tens and tens. Chip, as you walk, as you jump over there, leap down, grab the, you know, go to check for life. You you see the arms sort of reach up, twitch, and everything else, and fall to the ground. Piece of the wood that you landed on. Give him an involuntary look to it. No, but as you get close, you can see the darker stain of uh, the blood and the way the the head's twisted. It looks like uh, a fall impacted and snapped the neck mm-hmm. and broke the ground. Uh, and her, her body is room temperature. That's a clue, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little cool. Can I uh, look if she has anything on her, like a note or anything? At all? <laughs> well, you do notice you looking around. She's got the typical robes. Uh, she's got a couple daggers on her. She's got a book that is kind of chained to her belt. Summoning, de- summoning devils for dummies. No, you don't. You don't recognize her. But what you do, kind of, what is kind of surprising is when you actually look at her robes, the, her dress, and everything else. These these are more made of silk. These are more what you'd expect to find, you know, the, the style of material that's used. You'd expect to find it uh nobility or maybe high level, you know, high class merchants. The hair is, you know, fairly nice. The fit, you know, the skin and everything else is you get a very good impression that this easily could be a noble uh or somebody of that class stature. Mm. All right. Uh, I- my guess is a fancy lady got a hold of an evil book, decided to to bat out of her, decided to to cast out of her league, and got a little bit overwhelmed by something she pulled out of the nether regions. Wait a minute, I should rephrase that. Yeah. <laughs> Chip and Aries look at you both and like, what? What? <laughs> out of where? The hells! The hells! Not oh, oh you guys. <laughs> Bowden blushes and goes off to the corner. Yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> so, Bowden, the book you have, uh, what languages do you speak? Uh, dwarf, Draconic, and Common. Okay. You do find a couple spells in there that are, are a couple passages that probably are spells that are in Draconic, but you also find some writing that when you try to read it, it's like your eyes instantly cross and it makes your sort of head hurt. Oh. You're like, okay, not reading that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I... I hold it over to these. Two. What do you guys make of this? This makes my head hurt. <laughs> what are your guys' languages you know? I'm trying to remember where that is. Languages uh, right underneath senses. Uh, uh, last last listing under uh, yes. tools and languages. Um, abyssal, common, and infernal. Okay. Chip? Common, dwarvish, elvish, gnomish. Okay. Well, Aries, you recognize the language that you recognize both abyssal and infernal without, a, without an issue. And it's Pretty much like Bowden said, it's like she managed to get her hands on a some type of summoning book, and it looks like she 
looks like this individual tried to tried to do a summoning ritual that went went awry. Can I check if I if I see if I like if I know the book or if I know the robes, like if they're from my part of town, kind of thing? Give me an investigation check. Okay, fifteen. Fifteen. As I said, they are somewhat nicer robes and everything else, and you notice that. Um, while you're looking at the robes and you know while you're watching the uh, ship and Bowden are watching you, you actually find what you're looking for, and you know all the various tailors in the area always always leave a mark on their custom made dresses for the nobility. This one has the initials ST on it. ST. While he's doing that, I'm looking at the uh, spine of the book. Necronomicon ex mortis. What does that mean? Oh, oh well. <laughs> Other than that, you're not really overly sure. I mean, you're you're definitely like now. Yeah, you can, as you, even though the body's cold a little bit, you can still get the perfumes and everything else. And you're like, yeah, this is definitely more of a well-off individual. This looks like the kind of stuff that Maled that Meledes makes at his shop. Okay. Um, you do realize it's a young female or mid. I'd say no more than mid twenties human, but she does. You have no doubt she runs in the upper in the upper circles somewhere. Yep. Okay. The I, I I take this moment to to kind of go deeper into my in my past to these two and tell them yeah. that I, I do come from a from a noble line myself and something that I like to keep close to my chest. But we've hunted monsters together. You guys ought to know. It's not something that I uh, I'm proud of, but. I, I I was the the child of of the noble family back in my homeland. That's all right. We all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> you seem to have come to a very accepting group. They're like, yes, okay. yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's the big city too. So they, they've pretty much seen it all. Yep. What do you guys want to do? You've got a magical summon circle, a dead summoner. I think we've got the evidence we need for your uh, for your 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 follow up uh, reward. Also, it would probably be a good idea to ask. We, we've got some contacts over to a place called Stitch in Time. And if it sounds like you said that there was a label on this dress that had ST on it. That definitely would go hand in hand. <laughs> at, the, at the very least, we might be able to find out who her family is so that we can alert them that they have lost a loved one. Okay. I think we should uh, head over to Stitch in Time then. Well, we oh. might want to like show show the guard. We don't want to be like dragging a corpse all the way around town. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was more thinking ripping off the like the SMT <laughs> of the robe rather than carrying the body. <laughs> well, no, we we need to take the body to the guard. Oh, okay. Or we can leave it here, I guess. He says. Okay. He says as he's got her over his shoulder. <laughs> Odin's like bringing her or leaving her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the. Let's go back to the. Uh, I forget the name of the place, but let's go there. We could probably just flag down a guard on the way and say, hey, actually, I throw her back down on the ground. Let's just let's just drag a, a guard in here and show him. <laughs> All right. Arisa, make up your mind, man. <laughs> Bowden's back, like, back and forth, and he's finally like, okay, let's go find a guard. It, you step out. It takes you about 10 minutes to actually find the guard, talk to talk to a couple guards, lead them back and everything else. And they're like, sure, we got nothing better to do on ships. And they're like, oh, crap, you're actually telling us the truth. Also, with you showing the writ, Eris, the guards are like, okay, cool, we're good. And you see them start, you know, you see one of them pull out a stone. Uh, hey, Sergeant, we got a situation, yada, yada, you know. And you start, within 
around five minutes, five, ten minutes, you see other guards showing up and the uh, sergeant of the guard basically says, thank you. Get off my crime scene. <laughs> and uh, looks like we a, had a six seventeen here. Yeah. Do they sign my paper? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, um, I I need you as a witness. He's like, fine, whatever. Click, go get out. He's like, I'll follow the report with the uh, magistrate, so he'll know as well. They basically take your names and like get off my crime scene. Great. So so, Eris, is the book still on the crime scene? Um, no, we sh- we snagged it. It's in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> like a true role player. Just curious. <laughs> I'm not telling you to do anything. I was just curious as to what happened to it. <laughs> and now yeah, I have to no, figure out. It's, it's, does, I, I have it. I, I Bodhi, it. He literally goes there. And does see? Bodhi say it's, something it's, stupid like, hey, where's that book? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one pulls it out of Well, actually, pocket. he doesn't say that. I, I'm actually too, he's actually too focused on trying to remember all the, the intricate details of the dress. <laughs> can't take that with us. But I want to be able to describe it back to the people over at Stitch in Time okay. so that they can tell us hopefully who bought it. All right, Why give me the warehouse in the first place. What was the original goal? Uh, to find proof of the uh, the who who summoned the demons or the devils rather, and uh, go back and claim our reward. Hopefully. So where do you go first? You go to claim your reward or go to the station time? I'm Which all about closer. the money. So. <laughs> Which is closer? Station um, time's a couple of wards away, isn't it? Uh, it's that's the far side of the trade ward, so the uh, magistrate magist- magist- office would be closer. Yeah. All right, Magister's office first. So it's early afternoon. You guys have been busy in the short amount of time that uh you left the office and come back. And he kind of surprised, sort of raises an eyebrow. He's like, Did you forget something? <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh found uh found a big old summoning circle with a dead woman in it and a necronomicon, and I think that should be proof enough. He goes. You show him the writ with a signature. He's like, "Well, I don't even have a report on this yet." And he lo- <laughs> he he looks at some of his clerks and is like, "Do we have any active crime scenes going on, he, he, sir? We have several active crime scenes going on." He's like, "Okay, well, once I can verify it with the town guard, you will be paid. So I will see you in the morning." Okay. Well, that kind of sucks. And he, but... <laughs> and he hands you he hands you the writ back. Okay. I just grumble, take it furiously. <laughs> there are processes that we have to abide by to make sure the town's funds are properly properly spent just grumble turn back to you guys let's go to the store <laughs> <laughs> all right so you guys head on over to stitch in time you guys get there and uh Bowden, as you open the door doorbell rings you see b look up from the uh the desk she's working on sewing a dress ah Hey, Missy, how are you? It's good to see you. It has been a while. It has been a moment. Are you doing well? Oh, we are doing very well. I can't thank you enough for all the, for bringing Eric back to us safe and sound and uh, getting everything back on the track. Is he behaving as much as he could? (laughs) Yes, I think uh, Rainier is uh, is helping steer in the right direction, but I I think his little adventure is, uh, and the fact that you guys came along has kind of scared him straight. Oh, that's you know, she's scared. the only one. She's the only one in the shop today. You don't see either of the other two seamstresses. I got a question for you. It seems that we encountered a lady, probably a bit of a high class one. Seems like she got a hold of a book that she probably shouldn't have. Decided to do a little casting, and it took it. It uh, went awry on her. Uh, but we wanted to try. Why oh and... is she okay? Uh, she's not. She didn't make it. 
but we wanted to notify her family, at least of her passing. I don't know if it's something that would, you know, we don't, we know how things are with the police. You know, somebody dies every day in Waterdeep and nobody ever knows. We'd hate for them to think that, you know, they just never saw their daughter again. I'm not sure how I could help, but. uh, Well, I think what? she was wearing one of your dresses and I describe it. All it's right. a fine piece of. Give me a performance. Blue. Give me a performance <laughs> role. <laughs> Give me performance a performance check. role. Performance? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Did you want to help him there, Ares, to give him advantage? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, wait, do I? I don't, I don't have a proficiency in it. Bone uh, rolled a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. Well, <laughs> that extra time Bowden spent looking at the dress in details, like, okay, half stitch there. Crossing over there. All right. <laughs> B looks at you like, well, I'm impressed. You actually know your stitching. And uh you know a lot about it. The fabrics and I've I wow. I never would have thought your, you gotta fix your own stuff out on the road. <laughs> Apparently so. I'm uh impressed you know the type of fabrics, the frills, and everything else that uh we use, but yeah, no, that's that sounds that actually sounds like a dress I recently made. That's what we're thinking it might be. <laughs> She's like, well, she goes, well, hold on. And she goes back and starts digging through different pieces of cloth and everything else. And she brings out a couple of different pieces and lays it out in front of you. And she goes, any of them, those, any of these, and you, just, you know, you see one that looks almost, you looks identical to what you described. You know, like, is this one? That's the one right there. That's the one. She goes, oh, yeah, this was made for uh, the summer solstice event for, uh, yeah. what's that family's name? And she goes back to the desk, flips through the, uh, not like the roller decks, but where the, all the receipts are and everything else. She goes, oh, here it is. She goes, the niece of uh, Madame Haventree was the was the ultimate owner of this dress. But uh, the Haventree family actually bought it. Haventree, Haventree, control F, find it in the Dramatis Personae. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Lady Ramilla Haventree. Yeah, oh, wait, be. we're going to be seeing her in a day or two, it looks like. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't envy the position you guys are in then. <laughs> I agree. It, to be exact, I, I think we might want to consider approaching her before we've got it. We've got it. We've got it. We've received an invitation to a ball she's having. Um, <laughs> you see the eyebrow. You really see the eyebrow raise. Like you, we, you. We circulate in all circles. Are you judging me? <laughs> <laughs> you are. Uh, you're quite a dwarf of mystery. Hi. <laughs> Who natural 20 in his performance. <laughs> uh, yeah, you missed it. So for uh real quick background, I asked Bowden to give a, a performance check to describe the dress to uh B in the stitch in time and he rolls a nat 20. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you do? He rolled a natural 20 to describe it. Bodie! <laughs> I, I, I picked up a few things about cloth. It's not the, it's not an it's not unmanly. Did it Bodie that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Eris, just for your uh, fun knowledge that uh, you'll hear us go to pull to Bowden, and I'll let Bowden explain why that happens a lot. <laughs> oh, just because in the first encounter of the first monster, the first day of the first campaign segment, what does Bodie do? <laughs> Tries to avoid a fear effect from a, uh, a basilisk and rolls a three. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Starting a long chain of bodening. Yeah. Well, you, you really bodied that one up. <laughs> exactly. 
I'm seeing a trend in the characters you play in campaigns. <laughs> <laughs> Torque? No, this one. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, you guys got a you guys got a family name. You you know who who the dress was sold to. Um, uh, B does give you the location of the Raven Trees family. So, what would you like to do? Well, I'm. We probably uh, shouldn't alert her on the day of her ball, and keeping the information longer probably doesn't help either. Puts us in a difficult position, but I, I think we have an obligation to at least try and tell them. Okay. Is it still nighttime? Uh, it's getting on to be about mid-afternoon. Okay. Yep. It's, you guys have been going most of the day, so it's, you guys stopped, had your breakfast. You know, you woke up, had breakfast, you've caught lunch on the on the in you know one of the street vendors and one of the ones you don't have to roll a constitution check after you uh <laughs> them speak for and, yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know in a few hours it's going to get you know about an hour or so it's going to be happy hour things like that lots of activity going on so you guys make your way over to uh the haven tree estate yes yes okay. house house haven tree i guess or yeah, it's gonna walk, take it, you know, take one of the taxis and everything your choice. But uh you make your way there. As you get there, go up to the door, knock on the door, doorman opens the door. Who knocked who's the who's the uh who's the face of the party? Uh me. Angelo is. Angelo is okay. Angelo, you're standing there, all six foot red tints of you, Fabio <laughs> black hair. And uh the door opens, uh, and you see a male human older, balding. Sort of look up at you and take a step back, like, oh my God, what's standing in front of me? <laughs> yeah, you see him make uh, about three different symbols of various gods. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, you know, composes himself, steps forward. He goes, Can I help you? Uh, we're looking for uh, Lady Haventry. We have some business to discuss. Are you expected? No. And what business do you have to discuss with the, the lady of the house? I'd rather not share it. As uh, it is kind of personal, but she will want to hear this. You see him give me a persuasion check there, Aries. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> These are the droids you're looking for. <laughs> I've got plus five in persuasion. Sweet. Oh. But did it roll? Did you see my roll? Yeah, you rolled okay. 16. Okay. I didn't see it on my end. <laughs> okay. Oh, I've got the little arrow ticked down. Okay. Gotcha. He has that long pause moment. Is your that ship and buddy you've encountered before? You're like, he's going to slam the door in her face. It's regarding her niece. You realize that he starts to invite the three of you in at the same time. Bowden goes, it's a, it's a regarding her niece, and you see him change for a minute. He's like, oh, please come in then. But you could already tell that Aries had already made of enough of a convincing statement. <laughs> no, convincing the the. The tone of your voice and your your delivery was enough to, you know, make him pause with the same guy. Time does he take the risk of shutting the door and turning you away, not knowing what the information is? And you know, do, you, do how does he draw the ire of his uh, mistress by not having the information or having the information? So he brings you in. And he goes, "Please have a seat." He leads you into the uh, uh, lead room, uh, into the foyer, and just wait here. And he steps away. About five minutes goes by, and he goes. Uh, Lady Haven, Haven Tree will be with will be with you shortly. There's a young, another young man carrying a tray of uh, drinks, pitcher pitcher of water with glasses and everything else, and he sets them down, pours them out, and hands out the glasses of water to you. And the two of them retreat from the room. Is it actually water? Yo, 
Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> Bowden's like, really? Come all this way with news and I can't even get can't even get decent alcohol. <laughs> Harborough special brews no longer be made. This is not only awkward, it's <laughs> I can't do it with a buzz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not too, you know, a couple more, you know, almost to the point of you being getting to the point where it's almost impatient and everything else. You're like, this is getting awkward. She's eventually going to show up, right? And she comes walking in the room, sort of, I guess the best way to say is flows in the room. Okay. Um, while we're while we're waiting, I tell these guys like, "Look, we need we don't need to we we shouldn't just go in and blurt out that we think she's dead. We need to make sure that this is the person who it is. So we should describe her in the dress and everything first. Good idea, buddy. So she flows in. She flows in, and you know, and a swish of chiffon. You know, <laughs> very very regal, very <laughs> very regal statue. And Bodies, you sort of get that look like didn't catch that in niece, and you know, full. Tall elf walks in the room, long, uh, flowing hair, white hair, you know, older elf. <laughs> Definitely has an air of, I want to say superiority about it, air of confidence. And she goes, greetings, welcome to my home. And uh, have you guys sat down? Are you all still standing? Sort of that awkward, we're just sort of waiting type thing. Yep. But uh, I need you guys all to give me a perception check. If you have advantage with anything, if you have a, if you have advantage, in perception with other than sight. So if you have advantage with hearing or something with perception, you can roll with advantage. But otherwise, just give me a straight perception roll. Eight. <laughs> You're taken back by the elf that walks in the room. <laughs> you did 21, Chip? I did. Nicely done. Bowden. I can make sure I don't have anything that adds to it. Unless she's made out of stone, I think, I'm, I think I'll just have to do it normal. Mm -hmm. It was a straight up perception check? Yep. Uh, okay, I just got a ten. Okay, yeah. real quick, the uh, the person, the deceased, did she have pointy ears? Thinking back to it, you're like probably more of a half elf. Okay, that will work. That's, um, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, but it did. You definitely didn't. It definitely didn't have true, you know, full elven features. So you're thinking more half elf now that you see, uh, Lady Raventree or Haventree, excuse me. Yep. Chip for you. Uh, you notice as she steps in the room, you notice that the not carpet the uh, drapery on the wall near the window by the door sort of shifts a little bit and you're pretty positive you there might be somebody uh, or something invisible that stepped in the room with her yeah the rich aren't stupid <laughs> a bunch of rabble rousers <laughs> like us roll into their house yeah. <laughs> of course they've got a, a, a an invisible stalker assassin murder <laughs> monster machine there <laughs> I'm oblivious. I just yeah. I, uh, whoa. Oh, hey, big elf. Big elf. Uh, when I say big elf, she, you know, you're six foot. You know, you 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 at least have to raise your eyes to her. Wow. For how tall she is, she's one of the taller elves you've run into. But she, she needs, goes, "Hey, she needs to clean her belly button, though." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got one of those. You know, what do they call the peekaboo dresses? Where, where covers the cleavage, opens up the midsection, back down. I think that's what they're called, peekaboo. But anyways, she goes, I, I've i informed that you have uh, news about my niece. Is she okay? Well, uh, first off, we want to make sure that the person we encountered today was indeed your niece because she did seem to be wearing a dress that was purchased for your niece. Uh, I described okay. the dress again that okay. she was wearing. Also, In perfect the, recollection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the person that we encountered was 
approximately this tall, this color hair, skin and also like this. around forty-five degrees in temperature. <laughs> I make I make the cut it out symbol, man. <laughs> Look, I don't know this person. <laughs> yeah, uh, you take it, and she goes. That sounds like um, very well. Could be about that time you hear another very authoritative thumping knock on the door. That may be the police. The, the, that may be the guards. <laughs> city guards. You're like, you know, you see her sort of look over her shoulder, look back at you. Wow, this is becoming a very interesting day. <laughs> and you see the gentleman that opened the door walk by, open the door. You can hear a conversation going on. You hear the, the gentleman that ushered you in steps in the room. She goes, goes my lady, uh, there is a detective Havelock here to see you. And she's like, show him in. You know, he comes stepping in bit of a burly set gentleman right in that cusp let's see on the list no i don't believe he is nope i don't think so burly set gentleman one of those you can tell he's got the dark hair he's got the you know long goatee that sort of feathers out on each side you can tell he's on the side of spending a lot of time working out but doesn't seem to have kept it up as much real muscular but also you know He's not as defined as what he could be. Got it. He's 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 one week away from retirement, and he's sick of this shit. <laughs> uh, he's too old for this. He's too old for this shit. That's it. That's the line. Yeah. <laughs> he steps in, and um, he's sort of surprised to see the three. He goes, I, "I'm I'm sorry, my lady. Uh, I can I can wait while you, since you have company. This might be best. What I have discussed would be best." heard but by you and you alone detective i i think we're here talking about the same thing unfortunately we were the ones that uh discovered the crime scene this morning we were doing investigations about the the devils goes taking your Bowden ship and aries right Ares. Ares. okay i was gonna say asshole but that works too <laughs> <laughs> he goes okay well that matches up with what, my, what i've been told by the uh, sergeant on site is uh looks at lady, lady haventry is it would seem we uh your niece was found dead inside a warehouse over in the uh uh in the north warden and she, she's got that you see that moment of where she loses composure where you know it's a shock and everything else but you see her quickly recover uh her recover she goes hmm. the facade she, cracks for a for a fleeting moment yes she looks over at you she's like we're sorry, ma'am. We were just trying to get, break it to you easy. Oh, there's never an easy way to break a death of a family member to anyone. She goes, I greatly appreciate your time and uh, appreciate your effort. Alfred will see see to it that you're, uh, Alfred will see to you. And she looks at the detective and she goes, is there anything else? And he's like, I have some questions, but um, they can wait. She, she goes, very well. And she turns and departs the room, just walks right. out. Chip, you're pretty damn sure she has a some type of invisible shadow nearby <laughs> the back the curtain and follow yeah. It after. yeah the curtain ruffles again as you uh as that comes back out so yeah i mean you're also watching for the tells but you're definitely sure somebody some humanoid is invisible her invisible shadow oh yeah. uh i roll an arcana yeah by all means to discern if if it's stalking her versus her? Yeah, go ahead. More than likely, it's 
probably it's probably a bodyguard just using a magical you know invisible you know casting invisibility on on the guard to make sure the lady of the house is safe gives you an idea of the elevated status she is so you see the detective look at the three of you and he goes well we're detective uh, we're sorry if we jumped the gun on you we came here after we checked we saw that there was a dress that she was wearing that looked like it came from a place that we knew we checked there, found out who bought it, and came here just to double check. And uh, we didn't quite, mean to put you in a difficult position at all. Not our intent. It's like, no, I'm actually quite impressed. Uh, quite impressed with your skills of observation. Not a lot of people have that. It might be useful in the future. Well, he goes, the we're around. We're at, the, we're at the troll school. So He goes, okay, well, I'm Detective Havlock. Good to I meet you. He shakes, he shakes all your hands. He goes, he goes it's... Uh, Generally get stuck working the uh, cases like these from time to time, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll come down and have a drink and we'll discuss some more of your abilities. You seem like a capable trio. Manor. <laughs> Sounds good. He basically gives you a tip of that, you know, puts his hat back on, tips it to you, he goes, he goes, have a good day. And he walks, you know, walks out. The do- door guy's sort of standing there holding the door open, looking at you three expectantly. We're, we're, we're heading out. You guys make your way back. He doesn't try and give us any money or anything, does he? <laughs> no, he does, doesn't. Good, and I'm not asking for any. If he, yeah. Actually, what I was going to do is if he decided to like try and take us aside and say try to give us some compensation or something like that, we'd say, I would say, no, 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 please keep it and use it to put so, to to provide some flowers for her final rest. That would be all we would ask. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd be <laughs> nodding as he says this, and then as Bowden turns away, turns back like, I'll take his. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 oh, you're yeah. going to get along well with our bedrock. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my want. family cut me off, okay? I need the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you guys are leaving, he goes, I, I will um, he goes, I'll, I'll have a message or swing by Trollskull Manor with a, a thank you for your time. No, please. Not, nothing yeah. for us. Okay. Only for, we, we, we see the pain in your yes. mistress's face. We would, yeah. it would be in our honor truly to to do something to to brighten the the proceedings to show her on to her resting to her her niece's resting place so it's very kind of you the only thing i'd ask is uh please use some discretion in talking about this among 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 yourselves as uh rumors can cause issues for a lady of her stature we understand young people get into things sometimes that they shouldn't and sometimes it ends up getting them hurt well thank you all and you have a wonder and you have a wonderful evening. You as well. Clunk, the door yeah, shuts. Slam <laughs> on the face. <laughs> oh, conversation's over. Got it. All yeah, right. Yeah. Well, with that, you guys make your way back to Troll Skull Manor. Take some time to get some dinner and talk it out. And uh if there's nothing major that you guys want to go, we'll go ahead and bring tonight's episode to a close. Ah. ah. Good Yay. job, everybody. I'm Thank you all for playing. 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, very productive. <laughs> Thank you guys for uh, having me. This was, this was a lot of fun. I like the story so far. Cool to have you here. Oh, you've oh you've only touched on a slight portion of the iceberg of this story. Well, that was a fun and exciting episode. A rooftop fight and a dead summoner might just lead to our adventures gaining another party member. With the upcoming ball and their untimely meeting with the host, our adventures may have a challenge. Is a spy they seek involved with the death of the Lady Haventree's niece? Will Chip get to meet the Invisible Stranger? 
Tune in next time for another grand, well, maybe just another adventure of our merry bands. Thank you for listening, and take care.